Welcome to Local Matters, the radio show about all things affecting Central Kentucky with Alan Stein and Skip Elliott. Brought to you by Citizens Commerce. Switch one time for a lifetime. Welcome to Local Matters, a presentation of LM Communications brought to you by Citizens Commerce Bank. Switch one time for a lifetime. I'm Skip Elliott with my co-host, Alan Stein. Hello, Alan. How are you? I'm doing great, Skip. How are you doing? I'm great. Today, we're happy to have Mary Quinn Raymer with us from Visit Lex. Hello. How are you? Hi there. Welcome Good. to our friendly little podcast. And Thank you. It, 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 our we went, friendly little podcast. That's right. We just renamed it. Good. We haven't had okay. any complaints yet. <laughs> <laughs> but good. welcome to summer. Thank you. Yes, it is immediately clearly, from winter. I think we skipped spring. I know. It's, it's, it seems like we do every year. I now. know. We'll get, a, you know, hot, cold, hot, cold, and then when it finally settles, it just is hot. It's hot. That's what. It's like spring gives us two delicious days of seventy degrees and yep. sunny, and then that's usually poof, in February, summer, <laughs> right? So when people talk about Chamber of Commerce weather, right, you're really in charge of that, right? I'm really. Trying to say it's actually Visit Lex weather. That's right. So tell us about Visit Lex. A little bit of the history, how we got there, name change, sure. all that stuff. Sure. Visit Lex is the official tourism office for the city of Lexington. And um, we are funded exclusively through the transient room tax that's collected on overnight hotel stays. Um, actually, overnight hotel and Airbnb stays as of February the 1st. Yes, so yes. that is our funding mechanism. And so we obviously do everything we can to promote this city and the surrounding region as a world-class destination, not only for visitors um, enjoying some leisure time, but also for meeting and convention attendees as well. You have your offices or some of your offices down in uh in the square, don't you? We do for about two more weeks. Oh, really? You're vacating. I'm us. very excited to say that we are just two weeks away from opening up our brand new visitor center. Oh. We have been very fortunate to be a part of the reimagination of the old Fayette County Courthouse. If you've not been in the building since it's been opened up, it's been fully restored. It is absolutely spectacular. And it's a tremendous opportunity for us to put our administrative offices and our visitor center back into the same spot. So, our admin team moved at the end of April. We're up on the first floor, and our visitor center will be on the ground floor in uh, at June first. Well, where do I go to get my uh, blue horses now? The blue horses are gonna <laughs> you're gonna have to trot down the street just about a block and a half, but we will be right there on the main and upper corner of the building, and it's really such an honor for Visit Lux to be yeah. making it, a new home. This is sort of an aside, but under Mary Quinn's uh, leadership. Uh, that move has been able to have happened and well, come to you. fruition. And it's really important that uh, Visit Lex has made that move because, candidly, um, the, the requirement that the courthouse be self-sustaining after the city invests in getting it up and going uh, needed a, a critical anchor tenant, and Visit Lex stepped up uh, again, under Mary Quinn's leadership, and said, we'll do that. It makes sense. And that's why the new courthouse renovation, I believe, uh, has been so successful. That is spectacular down there. It's very, it's just hard to imagine if you were in the building before they began renovation and, and restoration in earnest. It's hard to imagine how far it's come in the past 18, 24 months, but it's such a gem. And I'm so excited and, and personally proud that the building gets to maintain um, its space in our community as a public building 
our, our, our doors are wide open. And so we will be able to share this great um, architectural gem and just historic building with all the visitors uh, as well as locals that come through its doors. How many uh, do you? How many folks do you anticipate on a yearly basis might come through your doors? We typically have somewhere between twenty-five and thirty thousand folks that come through our doors on an annual basis. As you know, uh, it's very easy to get information and make travel decisions through a lot of very smart. Um, devices we carry around with us, but we still see a number of people who really value that person-to-person touch and love the idea of talking with locals who know the place best about getting suggestions and itinerary recommendations, and so we'll see somewhere between twenty-five and 30,000. We expect that to grow just by virtue of this building, and what I'm really excited about, as you know, we have 21C right across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, the new city center will be uh, functional in 2019. And so we're going to be in an interesting footpath for visitors in our downtown corridor between what we have on this end of downtown, the convention center, Rep Arena, um, Hilton and Hyatt, and then obviously connecting with those that are more sort of mid of downtown. I guess you're projecting that your foot traffic is going to dramatically increase. Yes from what it is currently. We do, uh, for all kinds of reasons, and we're excited about that. We have, I I can't wait to unveil the new visitor center. It's very um, high-touch and high-tech, and I think it's going to be an awesome place to start your visit. The idea, really, in thinking about a a second life for this building was to make it a place that could become a visitor hub, and that this would be where you would logically start your day. If you think about great sort of public spaces like a Fanuel Hall in Boston or mm-hmm. um, the Water Tower in Chicago, we would very much like right. the old courthouse to to become right. that for Lexington. What about uh, uh, some of the things that are going on in the spring and in the summer that you want to talk about uh, that, are, that are here? Sure. Well, as you can imagine, this destination very much is a April through October mm-hmm. uh, peak season destination. So we, we clearly mark our calendars as the Keeneland uh, spring meet kicks off. And then we're really running straight through the summer um, with Gusto. So we uh, obviously, some of the more popular things that we draw people here for in the summer months include a lot of activity at the Kentucky Horse Park. There is a number of, there are a number of different competitions that happen out there, which is obviously fun if you are, um, if you're into horse sport but also a number of activities that are more family friendly and, and less um, prof- for those of us who are more casual observers, not really into horse sport properly. There's still great things like polo that happen mm-hmm. routinely throughout the summer months. One of my personally, uh, one of my favorite things to do is to canoe the Elkhorn, which um, the we have some great outfitters that make it easy to get onto the water. I think it's a fantastic way to see the, the scenery that we are so um, famous for. I really enjoy that. So obviously hiking, biking, um, seeing more and more folks coming to this area for cycling simply because we've got unbelievable back roads. They love the um, the topography and, and, and just the scenery. So we have um, all kinds of festivals and events. Obviously, we just finished up uh, Mother's Day weekend with Mayfest right downtown in Gratz Park. But one of the um, key signature events of the summertime is obviously the Woodland Art Fair. And that happens annually in August. So there's a number of there are a number of different special events that we are able to hang our hat on during these summer months. And of course, bourbon tourism continues to well, that was draw my, quite a crowd. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> Talk about the bourbon tourism that is just exploding here in Central Kentucky. I don't think there's any surprise at all that bourbon tourism has just absolutely skyrocketed. 
um, a decade ago when we were getting really serious about the tourism experience of bourbon, I thought to myself, you know, we have a few years where we could sort of ride this amber wave and um, enjoy everything that bourbon was doing for the state of Kentucky. I have no reason to believe at this point that that is ever going to slow down. It you even is have just, a race now. We have all the bourbon chase. We have the bourbon chase, which is a fantastic 200 mile overnight relay race. It mm. is not for the faint at heart. I but have it, a friend of mine. I have a niece of mine from, well, I'm, I'm her godfather from Ocala, Florida, not from Ocala, but Albany, Georgia, that comes up every year for that. Yes. Yes, actually, that race brings in there. There are plenty of um, Kentucky runners, but but the large majority of those uh, racers come from outside the state of Kentucky. So we are having um, just a, a influx of of bourbon tourism, as you've seen at these distilleries. They've all invested millions of dollars to create really cool visitor experiences. Um, and then, of course, cocktails, mixology. There's been just a great resurgence of. These classic cocktails and bourbon obviously features prominently in that. And um, a number of people really committed to coming and doing, experiencing the entire Kentucky Bourbon Trail and then some of your smaller craft distilleries. I can't tell you how excited I am. One of the things that I anticipate by the end of June is the opening of the James E. Pepper Distillery, which is actually going to be on the site of the former James E. Pepper Distillery, which is fantastic. They've been working really hard. They've already got bourbon that's aging, but they've been working really hard all spring to get um, the rest of their construction done. And I spoke with the gentleman who's leading that effort just at the end of last week, and he said that by the end of June, they'll be ready to accept How many people actually come to Central Kentucky and experience the bourbon trail? Well, we know from the data that was collected through the Kentucky Distillers Association that we had uh, over a million people on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail last year, um, or a, a hundred, yeah, a million people on the trail, and so wow. that's fantastic. Now, how many of them actually come through Lexington is virtually impossible for me to to you know give you an exact figure, but I can just tell you that we see tremendous activity in our hotels, our restaurants, our bars, um, and certainly around these events that, that tie in that bourbon theme. We've, we've got tremendous uh, play right now in bourbon tourism. It's fantastic. Mary Quinn, talk to us a little bit about tourism and what Visit Lex does in terms of our economy and jobs and those sorts of things. Sure. I, I, I'm glad you asked because this is always one of my favorite things to talk <laughs> about. I very much consider tourism to be a, a, an essential part of economic development, certainly for here in Lexington. And I, I believe that it is um, also shared by many of the people that work on economic development here in the city of Lexington, including our partners at Commerce Lexington. It is um, definitely among Commerce Lexington's key industries in the top five or six that they have identified as great sustainable um, opportunities for growth industries. And so I I believe that when people are looking to, um, do I want to live in the city? Do I want to invest in the city? Do I want to grow my business in the city? I think that what we consider to be Tourism is actually driving a lot of those decisions, quality of life. Do we have trails? Do we have an active arts and culture scene? Do we have, um, you know, things like the Philharmonic? And so those those items that we consider to be very much a part of the tourism industry, I think, are great selling points for what makes Lexington a great place to to be and live and work. And so for me, I'm always trying to help people connect the dots. Um, The tourism industry actually just released, the State Department of Tourism just released some new numbers um, statewide. Tourism is a $15 billion industry 
right here in Lexington, we are responsible for just a little more than two billion of that. And um, we have about 15,000 people in this community that are employed in the tourism space. Um, we currently have 9,000 hotel rooms in Lexington, or excuse me, we're, we're on our way to 9,000. We're right. sitting at 8,000. We'll be at 9,000 within and the next all be full for Keeneland. 12 months. Yes, you can <laughs> count on it. And the, and the Land Rover three-day yep. event yep. and um, any number of other things that are landmark dates on the calendar. But, you know, every day folks in my industry get up and think about the visitors that are in the city and how we can do a better job serving them. And hopefully what we do um, com- convinces them to be lifelong fans of the city. Cause we know that um, in the world of marketing, nothing will ever uh, surpass word of mouth. And so right. our job is to make a lot of fans uh, convert our visitors into fans and, and family. So I can't, I, I, I keep going back to the world equestrian games and the, the, the way the, the streets were just full of people every night. And I sat there on a one Friday night. I think I'd just gotten finished seeing one concert was going over to another one. I went, this is what I want my city to be. Yes. And it's, I mean, that was great. The world equestrian games brought a lot here. Oh, there's no, there is no doubt. And Breeders' Cup did as mm-hmm. well. And I think what we proved to ourselves as well as the rest of the world is that we're not only are we capable of it, but we're actually quite good at hosting world-class sporting events, particularly as it relates to world-class sporting events in and around the horse. So um, I, I certainly hope that we'll be in the queue again for the World Equestrian Games down and, the road. And the Breeders' Cup. And the Breeders' Cup. And now, now we're in the rotation with the PGA. We've got the Barbasol. We absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking it, and then I got talking about bourbon. and I <laughs> <laughs> so happens for, to the best of us. forgot about golf. <laughs> bourbon does make us forget. But we're <laughs> super thrilled that we've got the, the PGA tournament coming this July. We've got them for the next three years at least, but I have a feeling that they'll have a great time here, and we'll hopefully be able to extend that contract. This is Local Matters, a presentation of LM Communications, brought to you by Citizens Commerce Bank, which one time for a lifetime, we're with Mary Quinn Raymer from Visit Lex, the place that gives you these little blue horses that you can put on your shirt or computer or whatever you want. To. We have an unlimited supply of blue horse stickers. But you're moving. I'm going to worry me. It's it's a short walk. It'll be good for you to get out. <laughs> yeah, get, get Enjoy some in. sunshine. <laughs> you know, I know you work with a lot of other agencies and partners in the community. You did mention Commerce Lexington, but you've got a a very strong relationship with the Bluegrass Sports Commission Absolutely. and helped bring the PGA event here, worked together on the Breeders' Cup, for example, but also the University of Kentucky and Absolutely. the Civic Center. You you touch all of these things. We do. At Visit Lex, we really don't have any product of our own, obviously. Um, our job is to be uh, great stewards and, and promoters of what this city has and um, what it is becoming. And so that by by virtue of that very truth, we absolutely have to work with all kinds of partners, which is a it's a fun way to see the city, obviously, through the eyes of all these strategic partnerships. And, and I could literally go through a list and I would still not even be complete with it, I'm sure. But Commerce Lex, the city, um, Parks and Rec, um, the Lexington Convention Center and Rep Arena and and, um, the Bluegrass Sports Commission, University of Kentucky, all those folks are very important to us in what we do in terms of bringing people to town. I I recall that uh, Visit Lex was a key player uh, in the conversation about a renovation of our convention center. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. We um, have a have a wonderful convention center right across the street from where we're sitting. 
However, we are very limited in the type of group that we're able to go after because we're just restricted on space. And there have been a number of different studies done over the years that indicate we need to expand our space if we want to be able to attract more business to the market. And the commitment was made, and I'm glad of it, because I believe there's absolutely an opportunity to grow what we do with respect to meetings and conventions to expand the convention center. Right now, we currently have a space of 66,000 contiguous square feet, and the expansion will allow us to go to 100,000 square feet. So we'll be able to go after approximately 90% of the national meeting business that's out there. Um, whereas right now we're only able to go after about 65%. So it gives us a much larger a huge pond to fish in. Right. Yes. And um, we've been getting all kinds of plans and designs firmed up these spring months. I hope that we are um, close to being ready to get going this summer as well. And that expansion will be truly um, a game changer in the type of stuff we're able to recruit to the city for business. Let me ask one other question in terms of tourism. Uh, are, are we getting more horse farm tours and will they be, uh, beginning, if you will, from your new space at the courthouse? We are doing so many more horse farm tours than we used to. There's been the, uh, it's actually three years old. It's hard to believe time flies, but almost in conjunction with Breeders' Cup Horse Country launched. And that has been a fantastic addition to, uh, our, our assets that we have as a destination, as you might imagine. These farms are pretty gorgeous. People love the idea that they're able to get on one, experience it, talk to some people who work there, learn all about it. And so horse country has become a fantastic way in which uh, we're able to get more visitors out onto these farms. Um, of course, these farms have a first and primary business, and that is to breed and train um, these racehorses, but so much like as we've seen with bourbon, people really want to know um, what happens on the back, uh, you know, back of the house stuff. And right. so these tours have been a great way to get people out to the farms. It helps um, in the long run. It helps develop fans of racing, which is obviously very good for the sport. And um, we hope that we will be able to eventually get to the point where we are doing some tours that actually depart from our visitor center. I don't think we're quite there yet, but we've been working very closely with horse country and um, they've got some great momentum. I think they will continue to expand on the types of offerings and, and tour experiences they offer. Plus you get to hang out with a triple crown winner, don't you? You, you most certainly do. Mm -hmm. Well, we're all winners yeah, here. Well. We're in Lexington. <laughs> for goodness so as we begin to wrap up here, uh, Mary Queen, what would you like our listeners to know about what our offerings are here in Central Kentucky for those who are considering staycations? Absolutely. A staycation is a great way to go. You don't have to deal with any of the fuss of travel, and you also get the opportunity to explore your backyard. I can promise you that we have two websites, visitlex.com and sharethelex.com. We have itineraries segmented out based on your interest level, and we are constantly adding more content to those sites. It is a great place to go and get ideas. We even have suggestions on what to do on rainy days. So I think that if it's um, that you've never taken the time to go to the Mary Todd Lincoln house or that you've never booked that horse farm tour yourself mm -hmm. or you can't remember the last time you actually took a hike along Raven Run or um, – went out to the Kentucky Horse Park, I certainly would encourage you to take advantage of these uh, great summer days. Get out there, explore the destination. There are uh, people who spend a lot of money to make this their vacation spot of choice. And so it will be fantastic for 
our locals to really embrace what we have, to celebrate it and to share it. If I have any request is that you share both through social and, and clearly always the good old word of mouth with your friends and family, what fantastic uh, travel and tourism opportunities exist here for them. Terrific. I had an argument with my sister one time, uh, well, this, this the uh, last week, two weeks ago, during the Derby, she said, well, all these horses train down here. I went, yeah, but this is where they come to make money. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have two horses, obviously, that will do a lot of training and other parts, but I, I've never met a horseman that doesn't uh, sing the praises of how happy the horses are to be here in Kentucky for whatever limestone. reason they're here. I think it's the limestone. This has been great, Mary Quinn. Thank, Thank you time. all so much. I appreciate it. This has been Local Matters, uh, brought to you by Citizens Commerce Banks, which one time for a lifetime. We appreciate Mary Quinn Raymer being with us from Visit Lex. Join us next time on Local Matters. You've been listening to Local Matters, the radio show about all things affecting Central Kentucky. Brought to you by Citizens Commerce. Switch one time for a lifetime. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of LM Communications Broadcast Media Group affiliates or sponsors.